And I liked the idea that you can swim across, I don't know, the river or the lake or something like that. Right. It makes that whole, the whole, the swimming in a pool experience, like it puts it to work. That's how I think of it. It's like, I could use this for something. I could get somewhere. Hello, and welcome to Marathon Swim Stories where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach Shannon Keegan. With a dream to complete the iconic Bosphorus cross-continental swim, Natalia Chuich jumped in to open water swimming in 2014, and she can't get enough. With the English Channel on the books a few years later, she set up a huge year of swims in 2019 to prepare herself. Hear all about it and more in Natalia's marathon swim story. Enjoy. All right. Good morning to me. Good evening to you, Natalia. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest today. Tell me, what's your story? <laughs> well, uh... Uh, it's difficult to say <laughs> what my story is. Uh, so if uh, uh, I have a swimming background, so I, I used to be a pool swimmer mm-hmm. when I was a kid, uh, but not a very successful pool swimmer. Though it took about uh, probably four or five years <laughs> to understand it. Uh, so I was doing swimming trainings uh, twice a day, every day, uh, like for four or five years. Uh, so it led to nothing. I stopped doing it for many years. And then... Um, probably something like uh, what it was. My first open water swim was in 2014. Oh, wow. Uh, So it's like, what, seven years ago? Mm -hmm. So I just uh, wanted to try something. And my first distance was a mile in Uh Miami. In Miami? Yeah, I selected something warm and interesting. And uh, it went okay. I was somewhere in the middle. And uh, from here... I just uh, wanted, you know, to add up mileage to my swims because my dream was to swim Bosphorus, uh, the cross-continental swim from Europe to Asia. This oh. is also nice and warm and current assisted. Uh, so I tried uh, that in 2015. And then uh, I developed, I do not know, a dream or an obsession uh, to win a medal. Mm. Age- medal at Bosphorus uh, and uh, I won actually I won gold uh, since my third attempt in 2017 and uh, so I did another one in 2018 and that was very bad oh <laughs> so, yeah but very bad so it was something like 25th or so but you never know with uh, open water and then uh, I decided to do other swims uh, not only Bosphorus uh, and probably the turning point uh, in my swimming career so to say was uh, Morocco swim track it's like a mini scar so probably for American audience uh, also for days and for distances but the mileage is short it's uh, eight and a half uh, uh, no six and a half eight and a half ten and 5k and Mm -hmm. uh, by that time so I only did 5k and so uh, all the three distances were kind of a challenge to me but uh, I liked the idea of swimming in a desert in the ocean Uh so it was December 2017 I did it in a wetsuit but during the swim uh, I met many people and I also liked uh, the format Uh, not so many people you can uh, you know have a chance to talk to people to make friends Uh, I made a lot of friends uh, and from here I started swimming of uh, thinking of uh, less mass swims and so probably solo swims uh, because I don't like (laughs) swimming in a crowd so I really liked yeah the the idea that you can swim meet people and then you know proceed from here and uh, in uh, actually I wanted at that time to swim the Straits of Gibraltar mm-hmm. I applied I wasn't accepted uh, now <laughs> so my application is still there so I wasn't accepted to swim in a team uh, so my application is uh, still there with uh, Ned Elimon because the swim is uh, cancelled uh, you know for two hours uh, in a row And then when I realized that it wasn't accepted, I thought, okay, so I probably should book something else. Uh, And uh, in January of 2018, I booked uh, the English Channel. 
and uh, as well, it's in uh, 2019 in September. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I started preparing for my English channel swim. And uh, in 2019, I, I did a lot of swims uh, as a preparation. And that was uh, like uh, a great year. Yeah. Take us back real quick. So you you swam a little bit, you said, as a kid, two times a day, didn't go anywhere. Totally. I'm familiar with that. That's kind of how it went for me, too. But then what brought you back in 2014? What made you go through this mile in open water in Miami? What? Um, so, again, so I wanted to swim Bosphorus, uh, but uh, the main challenge with the Bosphorus swim is getting in. Okay. Uh, because uh, they've got quotes uh, for different nations and Russian quotes uh, disappear in something like 15 minutes. Oh, so wow. I didn't get a quote and I thought, okay, I'll probably try something mm. that won't be too difficult, uh, too cold. And then uh, I found somewhere uh, the Swim Miami <laughs> and I registered uh, and I thought, okay, this is a nice excuse, you know, okay. for a nice trip. So I went to the States and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> how I chose uh, Miami. Okay, where did you get the idea to do the swim? Like, I mean, before you even decided to do this with Miami, where did you get the idea to do, what is it called? Swim Bosphorus? What did you call it? Bosphorus. Uh, Bosphorus is something like an iconic uh, swim. Well, at least here or in Europe, uh, this is, uh, it's called cross-continental swim. Actually, uh, so it took place yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, on Sunday, yeah. And uh, you swim from Asia to Europe, and mm. it's, uh, you know, this is uh, kind of uh, everybody wants, <laughs> at least here, everybody everyone wants it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, why did you think that you wanted to do that? Um, I don't know. So uh, <laughs> I, I always uh, wanted to, to swim across some water body. Okay. So I had an experience with a very little one again uh, when I was a kid. Uh, and once uh, we were in kind of a sports camp. Uh, okay. So kids like i don't know maybe like a scout camp uh, but uh, actually this is uh, for kids uh, doing different kinds of sports mm-hmm. and we were like swimmers of all ages uh, i mean of all school ages uh, so i was among the youngest kids uh, because it was uh, like i was about 10 but we had swimmers uh, like uh, who were 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and we swam all together and this camp was located uh, on the bank of a lake Mm-hmm. And we swam across the lake, but it was uh, probably something like 300 meters or maybe mm-hmm. a bit longer. Not, not a very big one. Right. But still, it was fun. Gave you an idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I liked the idea that you can swim across, uh, I don't know, the river or the lake or something like that. Right. It makes that whole, the whole, the swimming in a pool experience, like it puts it to work. That's how I think of it. It's like, I could yeah. use this for something. I could get somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, also, but this is post-rationalization. I didn't think about it uh, when I started open water. But uh, now thinking why I like it, uh, um, even if this is a mess start, uh, you don't know how you know your competitors are doing. And you're swimming with like yourself, <laughs> by yourself. Uh, so the, you don't have this direct comparison side by side, like in the pool. So when you right. see immediately whether you're good or bad, and uh, normally I was among the last ones. So I, I was uh, doing pretty good uh, during the training sessions, but I was too nervous uh, to compete. <laughs> so, Interesting. Uh, yeah. 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 I have that trouble to do <laughs> with the nerves and stuff. What you feel going into open water swims, but it's different. I think, you know, it's not that direct competition. That's something. yes, and then sometimes uh, you get a nice surprise uh, because uh, I was really surprised that I was doing quite well in my age group. Mm. So even in Russia, so uh, I won. Uh, so prior to winning Bosphorus, <laughs> so this uh, my obsession. I, I had a very funny swim across the Volga River. Uh, it, it had a very strong current, so 3K, and uh, I won this uh, 3K. And then I also tried uh, Ocean Man in Greece, uh, which was 5K, my first 5K. And I was, uh, so it was kind of international. I was uh, second in my age group. And I really liked it. And I thought, okay, (laughs) so probably I should do this. This is kind of, I don't know, late validation. So I was uh, not getting anything when I was a kid. So I won uh, the first place only once (laughs) during this uh, four or five years. And it's uh, quite a a very funny story. So it has nothing to do with marathon swimming. But uh, it was funny how we won it. Uh, But uh, yeah. 
tell us tell us oh. this funny story <laughs> uh, well uh, actually i said that uh, i was nervous uh, when i was uh, you know competing so with uh, you know stronger competitors because i think the philosophy of sports coaches is that you put uh, you know an athlete next to a stronger athlete and then the athlete is trying to follow it it never worked with me <laughs> so i was always losing and i was uh, thinking that this guy is stronger than me this is natural that they win so that was uh, my thinking and uh, i was losing and i was scared and at that time prior to the swim uh, i somehow stumbled uh, at school over i don't know why or whatever and then i fell on my face <laughs> So I had no. the, the there was a time for the competition. I had the bruise under each eye, so I had two black <laughs> eyes. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I looked terrible. And when they looked at me, so the organizers, uh, they said, okay, <laughs> so let's move her away. And I was swimming with the boys. I was swimming with uh, every day. And for me, it uh, was uh, kind of natural to swim with the guys and not uh -huh. with my direct competitors. And that's how I won the first uh, place. <laughs> Standing <laughs> there with two black eyes, it was, uh, you know. But that was my only triumph, uh, so to say. That was the regional championship. It depends how you, what you what you call a triumph to me i guess sometimes kind of in that head-on-head -head competition i i like to let people win because i want them to feel success i don't know like it's it it's it's interesting um what we consider success right i think yeah. helping other people is successful so do i need to win something if i could help someone else achieve something i don't know <laughs> i think it's an interesting well, I like uh, winning but uh, when i am next to stronger competitors <laughs> I know what that you was mean. kind of, you know, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, this uh, validation when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get the idea to go to the Moroccan swim track in 2017? That sounds like oh, it was a pretty turning it, point. I read kind about of. it somewhere and uh, I had a very beautiful picture in my mind, like swimming among the, you know, sand dunes in the desert. And uh, I thought that uh, I probably will make a lot of nice pictures. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> if uh, I will be able to complete all the swims uh, because uh, by that time uh, I had an experience of swimming only 5K, mm -hmm. nothing yeah. else. But I thought, okay, I will try and at least it would be a very nice trip and uh, a lot of pictures. So yeah. but I managed uh, to complete all the swims uh, and uh, I really was surprised that uh, actually the motivation to complete was totally different for me uh, because <laughs> so when I did uh, the first one, I was uh, really surprised uh, how warm people are, so how they support each other, how they congratulate uh, those who finished and I wanted to feel it again. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, uh, yeah, <laughs> so I will try to complete that. Yeah, that's it's a really great environment. I think the first the couple yes. times I've been to like the multi day swims, like it's it's really it's a really neat um, to be in that. I think it, that's when people can really test themselves. It's like that's I've, as a coach, I really want to put on a camp where you can hold like a multi day swim because I really feel like that's where I know I've done my mo the most of my growth is showing up at a swim where you're exhausted from the day before and you think you swam further than you ever did and someone gives you a few words of encouragement and then you go out there and you find out well hey I guess I can swim yeah. even more than I thought that I could you know I'm even tired from yesterday and look what I'm doing so that can be a really big I think turning point for people so that's a great confidence booster <laughs> yes exactly and also what I found out actually that if uh, I do nothing but swim it's okay. So because when you go away from work or just other duties, you concentrate on swimming and it's okay to swim like 10K and uh, then do something else on the next day. So that's why I like swim camps <laughs> because you concentrate on swimming and you can do a lot. Otherwise, uh, when you work, uh, it's difficult, you know, the, to do proper to make training. time, yes. exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. to make time to... for that uh, in your normal life. Right. Yeah. We have to pull ourselves out of that, put yourself on a boat or next to an ocean and, <laughs> and then you just get yes. to swim every day. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise at the end of one day, you feel like sorry for yourself. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're just tired. It's hard to get the motivation up, but when you're kind of can surround yourself with other people and everybody's going out to go swim every day, it, uh, yeah, it's a great way to spend a vacation if you ask me. <laughs> Yes, and add mileage also if you're preparing for, for a swim. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about how, so you said you booked um, January 2018 was, you booked the English Channel for 2019? Yes. And then, and then um, how, tell us about preparing for the English Channel. So what was your longest distance before that? And then going uh... into... Yeah, that was 10K, which I did in December. Go, in okay, going into the, you booked the English Channel having done a 10K, is that right? Yes, yeah, so, so I just done 10K once and then uh, I booked uh, the English Channel. So I had no experience with uh, cold water. And actually a year before, so uh, when I tried to swim my first 5K in Benidorm, uh, I really liked the, the story also. The water there was uh, plus 22 degrees uh, Celsius. And mm -hmm. I had no wets, and I expected it to be 26. I thought it's a nice warm swim, I can do it. And then it happened to be 22, uh -huh. and I decided not to swim because <laughs> I was so scared that this is a, for me at that time, it was a nice cold water. Yeah. And then I came there, so I got uh, on the ship, uh, and then uh, I said, no, <laughs> I will go back. And I didn't swim at all. And then I saw 20, 22 is 71 for people in, in the Fahrenheit world. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. It was but you like, decided... you know, a nice uh, cold uh, swim, and I was suffering the whole night whether I should try or not. So I mm -hmm. never tried 5K, and I, uh, I had no experience of swimming in 22 degrees. So I thought <laughs> I will not be able to make it, and uh, I decided not to do it. And then uh, it's nice uh, to see, uh, you know, the, the progress from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. So you, hey, so you yeah, booked the English Channel, and how did you get the confidence to do cold water well, after? I just booked it, and then I was invited to participate in a relay. And that's, uh, it was in February, and so they said that by May I should have the cold water qualifier for two mm -hmm. hours mm -hmm. uh, in the water below 16 degrees, and then somehow... So that was uh, probably my first stage. I started uh, to get acquainted with uh, the cold water, uh, just little by little, because I had no experience uh, at all. So uh, in Morocco, I swam in a wetsuit, and the water was 19. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I started with, uh, I don't know, rubbing my hands with a towel uh, wet in cold water, and then uh, just tried to take a bath uh, using the cold water only. And swimming little by little, and then uh, I just went to England because I didn't. I had no idea how qualifiers are done. I thought it's uh, an organized event, and when they said uh, that uh, actually they will swim for the qualifier, I said, "Okay, I probably should go there and you know attempt to swim." And uh, I swam my first uh, two-hour qualifier in England. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. How. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very cold. I swam it in the lake. Uh, okay. And I said, uh, be careful, you swim here, you can swim anywhere, just swim for two hours, uh, beware of the swan <laughs> somewhere in the bushes. The swan is quite aggressive, uh, he attacks uh, the swimmers. Oh, the swan, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, early morning, it was dark, uh, so the water was, uh, I think it was uh, between 14 and 15. Okay. And uh, I was swimming for two hours uh, thinking of the swan. It uh, <laughs> just kept you moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just <laughs> so tried to move uh, because I didn't want I didn't want to quit uh, because uh, even uh, 15 minutes after that, so I felt cold, but it was, uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, how they call it, escalation of commitment. Yeah. I would be sorry to, to waste this 15 minutes uh, and then uh, to redo this again. And then uh, I tried and completed the two-hour yeah. qualifier. And so, but then I thought that this is not enough uh, and uh, somehow the captain of the team uh, advised for those who have a little experience uh, to go to a camp mm -hmm. with the king swimmers, uh, Kevin Murphy and Cathy uh, Bats. Mm -hmm. And I went uh, to their camp in Scotland and that uh, was a um, very, very cold sea. <laughs> yeah. uh, I trained in this uh, cold sea. It was scary. I was uh, really shaking all the time. And for me, it was a totally new sensation because uh, I had no experience. But then mm -hmm. finally, so I didn't do six hours uh, because I didn't need to. 
Okay. At that time, so I needed two hours and I already had uh, this qualifier. But then uh, at the end, uh, after this, you know, uh, cold swims in the cold, I don't know, it's North Sea, I believe, uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in the north of Scotland in Banff. Uh, then they also had um, a Loch Ness swim. It's part of the Loch Ness Lake, and uh, we were really lucky with the weather. It was a very sunny day. Uh, the water was uh, 14, 16, and it didn't feel cold. Oh, wow, so that's like 57, 50, so okay. after, Because the water in the sea was cold, uh, and yeah. uh, also there were waves, and uh, so I did two hours and uh, probably three hours in the sea, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, though there were people who did six hours and... Uh, you know, the, at uh, that time in the camp, uh, there was uh, Rose Hardiman. So the, uh, she's quite well known in England uh, as a para swimmer. And she did the six hours. And she already, by that time, had swam the English Channel. So uh, I had someone to admire. And then uh, Kevin Murphy himself and Cassie. And they were talking about uh, channel swims and how they are organized and what you should be aware of. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy, uh, you know, in the Loch Ness uh, that I can swim. Uh, I don't have uh, to come back because sometimes, uh, so when we were training, there were uh, like several swimmers in one support boat and the swimmers who were faster, they had to come back. And sometimes they had to come back, uh, back to the boat. It, it was uh, kind of frustrating, but then so uh, on the Loch Ness swim, it was about 11K, so a stretch, not the whole lake, uh, but uh-huh. a stretch uh, of the lake. So we had kayakers so for every each of the swimmer, and then we just swam. <laughs> so I swam, and my kayak was next to me, and I was so happy, and it was uh, quite a surprise for me that uh, I really managed to, to adapt. Yeah, and yeah. I said, but, uh, you know, you were not complaining. You didn't want uh, to pull out. I said, yeah, why should I want to, to pull out if uh, I feel okay? Mm-hmm. And then Kevin said, you know, do you realize that you felt okay in the water from 14 to 16 degrees? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> but that was uh, you know, my uh, cold water training before. Yeah. Really. And then I was just adding up cold water hours and mileage during, you know, the rest of 2018. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do a lot of miles in 2018. I just did the Lake Geneva swim. It was 13K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then also I did the work at the beginning of 2019 prior to my channel swim. I was um just to be clear, was it a relay that for the channel swim or was it in a solo? Uh, I did uh, a relay in 2018, but the relay was not successful. Oh, oh, oh okay. So okay, my first experience uh, was not uh, you know positive. Yeah, uh, and so <laughs> but, but you probably learned a lot. Yes, but I learned a lot, and I think uh, you know the, if uh, you look for something positive, uh, this was it. So I met the right people. And uh, understand uh, understood uh, how it works. Uh, I've been on a boat. Yeah. I had an experience of starting the swim, uh, and then uh, you know, <laughs> okay, it just happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So tell us about the your swim in 2019. Your solo. Yeah. So uh, in 2019, uh, like I said, I did a lot of swimming prior to my channel swim. And I still believe that uh, for me, this is the best uh, strategy, just swim, uh, get, you know, to the open water and swim. So I started with the swimming camp in uh, Menorca with the mm. King Swimmers as well. Ah, so probably what I did, uh, so the very good thing I did in 2018, at the end of 2018, I managed to do a six-hour qualifier for uh, the channel. Yeah. I went uh, to another camp with uh, Tracy Clark and Roger Finch. And uh, because uh, actually uh, I was advised to try and do the qualify a year prior to the swim. And then so I won't feel this pressure. And so I was surprised that I really managed to stay <laughs> six hours yeah. uh, in the Dover Harbor. So, uh-huh. yeah, and uh, I got my qualifier, so I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went uh, to a swimming camp in Menorca, again, with the king swimmers uh, to swim in the cold water. And after that, directly I went to the States uh, to do SCAR. So I did mm-hmm. my first SCAR in 2019. So I did all four lakes uh, mm-hmm. there. 
So after that, uh, I did uh, one stage of uh, eight bridges, stage oh, wow. six. Mm-hmm. And then I also did a long swim in Russia. And it was a very good uh, training for the channel because uh, the swim happened to be very cold. It was oh. uh, like 15, 16. Very, oh, wow. uh, it wasn't typical of Russia. It was summer. It's yeah. a kind of a shallow river, but uh, yeah. for some reason it was, uh, so 2019 was a very cold summer in Russia. Okay. And uh, the water is cold, and in general it was very cold, and uh, again, so <laughs> it gave me a confidence boost, so I lasted uh, eight hours plus in this water, oh, wow. it's good. Mm-hmm. okay. So what did I do after that? I did another swim in Russia, also kind of coldish, 18, 10k, ocean man in mm-hmm. Moscow. Uh, after that, uh, so I was in uh, July, I was swimming practically every week. I was wow, yeah. Swim. So I did the Lago d'Orte, 27K in Italy. So beautiful lake. Oh, uh, wow. Kind of difficult because this is a lake. And then I was uh, very, very lucky to get a slot uh, for Manhattan. Uh, oh, wow. Bridges. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> a piece of luck. Uh, so I was offered the slot because there was a cancellation. So I did that. Also, and same then, year, Holland. Yeah, yeah. And then I did the <laughs> channel. Wow, that was a good year. <laughs> yeah, I, I said 2019 was a very good year. Yeah. yeah. And that, like and you so, said, you were doing basically a marathon every week. So. <laughs> yeah, that That's... was uh, like uh, end of June uh, and July. Yeah, so I had uh, mm-hmm. three swims. So, so this Russian 24K, then 10K, then 27K. It was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Every week. Wow. Um, I'm curious, just because, well, we talked a little bit about the... Um, you know, like kind of needing to get away <laughs> to get the swims in. Is that, so you do have a community at home that you swim with or do you kind of depend on like going away to a swim or going away to a camp to get the swimming in? Uh, I'm pretty independent on uh, how I swim. I mean, uh, so this um, open water swims. Uh, if I get a company, this is fine because sometimes yeah. uh, you meet people, uh, for example, uh, when I swim during the winter, so now I swim <laughs> during the winter, there's a very nice community of people who swim during the winter and uh, they could be professional ice swimmers, uh, but also people, uh, for example, who live uh, by the lake and they do it uh, for ages. They're not uh, athletes. Uh, they just come, you know, the weekend, uh, do a dip in the lake and they're also very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, that's how. But uh, for example, if uh, I want to, to prepare for a long and uh, challenging swim, uh, it's kind of difficult in Moscow because <laughs> there's not much water. Okay. So the, the, the lake where I swim in winter is kind of shallow and it gets warm or hot even uh, too soon. Mm-hmm. And then um, I used to go to a lake, which is an hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, very nice. It's uh, So the water feels, I don't know, it's, uh, it's difficult to swim in this lake. It's also mm-hmm. kind of wavy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's a good training lake. And then yeah. I just go when I feel like it. I mean, during the weekend, uh, just uh, take my car and drive there. And again, if there's someone else, uh, that's nice. But uh, I'm fine to do it uh, by myself. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. if you go, you agree on timings and uh, all that. Uh, you know, it's uh, much more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can... Uh empathize with the not having any water around we have a water shortage where I'm at too (laughs) um so a lot happened in 2019 what is the highlights I mean we haven't even even talked about the English channel but you did so much amazing stuff you did scar you did bridges you did 20 bridges (laughs) what what's like the one that when you first think about 2019 what's a memory that like jumps in your mind well uh I would say the so probably two highlights. So yeah, Manhattan, of course, uh, uh, which, uh, you know, I was so lucky uh, just to, to get the slot. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that I was uh, waiting for the um, business call. <laughs> so I was sitting in a meeting room with people because it was 2019. Uh, Pre-pandemic, so yeah. <laughs> We had a conf call with uh, somebody, and uh, while waiting for the call, I just checked my personal mail, and I saw a letter from Rondi Davis uh, offering me a slot, and I said, what? Me? Get a slot? 
and uh, you know, and then uh, so I replied to Rondi, and uh, so I took uh, the slot, and I was so happy to get it. And it was uh, the year when Twenty Bridges were still done in, with groups of people, mm-hmm. and I met some people I already knew, and uh, it's again uh, very nice. And uh, I knew my kayak also. There was a Russian lady; she kayaked for me uh, oh, during wow. stage six, uh, mm-hmm. and then met her. And it's uh, it's nice. It's a very spectacular swim you see in New York from the water. Mm-hmm. And now I just uh, you know look uh, at the sides by the water, and uh, I keep thinking that uh, I used to swim here. And it's it's really a very very nice feeling. So it's uh, nice. It wasn't uh, too fast because we had kind of a slower current, but still oh, okay. it was fast. Uh-huh. Yeah. I liked it very much. And uh, Martina Pavlikova, she was on that call where we met with you. Yeah. She was my observer and my crew. And she made me a oh, lot cool. of beautiful pictures, uh, you know, from that. That's before. lovely. So, yeah, lots of pictures from Manhattan swim. And then, uh, of course, the English Channel, because everything uh, that I was doing, so I wasn't dreaming that I will get the slot uh, for Manhattan. Uh, the English Channel, so the preparation was, uh, you know, all uh, for the English Channel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was surprised uh, because uh, everybody say that you kind of suffer from, they call it a dollar coaster. When you come and you wait uh, for a tide. And uh, I was uh, really kind of enjoying being in Dover. Uh, so I probably wasn't on the Dover coaster. Uh, okay. so, the, the, right the uh, emotional before, yeah but I was advised to come a week before uh, so Tracy Clark uh, so she was my crew and she said come a week before because sometimes you know if the tide is good uh, then uh, pilots have really good slots and they accommodate uh, everyone uh, who is available so I came a week before and the previous tide was uh, you know <laughs> was not very good not uh, many people had a chance to swim but my tide uh, happened to be much better just uh-huh. to give an idea so it was the same tide uh, when sarah thomas was swimming four weeks oh oh wow okay yeah i was swimming <laughs> on the same day that's I was awesome I only yeah and even have a video when uh, tracy is commenting and she's saying that uh, sarah thomas is behind us so she was doing <laughs> lap when I was doing my first yeah. and, uh, it's really really nice it's a memorable swim because uh, such an important uh, event uh, happened when I was uh, actually swimming the channel yeah, yeah and, uh, so I was very lucky <laughs> with the tide so I didn't know how I will take it uh, so whether I will feel cold or tired or whatever but uh, I knew that actually I will not be able to say <laughs> that the conditions are bad because Sarah Thomas was doing her you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and if it's good for her to do a four-way I cannot say that actually it was yeah bad for me but uh, I would say it was uh, a good swim almost nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was stung only once uh, by jellyfish uh, and uh, uh, then uh, you know when I read the observer's report I found out that there were some uh, barrel jellyfish under me which i haven't noticed oh okay yeah because i don't know how i would react i was just swimming and you know taking my feeds looking at the boats because uh, at some point uh, tracy told me that we're catching up with other boats and i really liked the idea to catch up with other boats and, uh, yeah <laughs> it was nice and the only event uh, which was uh, kind of memorable was missing in the Cap Grenet because the tide changed. Oh, and the yeah. tide changed uh, at the moment when I was about to land. Oh my gosh, right? When you were yeah. about to land? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, they say, so I wasn't asking where I am, how much is left, uh, whatever. But there are some signs that, uh, you know, can give a certain idea of uh, where you are. Like, uh, for example, the direction uh, big boats are facing. So, <laughs> And then uh, you get an idea uh, where you are. It's uh, just uh, French side or English side, basically, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was told not to have any illusions uh, when I see the French shore because it could be like for ages. So, so I was telling myself that, okay, <laughs> you know, it could be like forever. 
uh, I'm not going to have any illusions. I will just swim. I was asking about the boats and uh, I was uh, kind of anxious not to miss this uh, ZC3, ZC2 marker. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) ZC something, ZC2, I believe. I missed it, uh, but uh, just, uh, you know, little. And I still uh, have it on my video, so it was still visible um, on my video, so it wasn't that. And then uh, they say that actually a sure sign that you are about to land is when your pilot, uh, you know, takes the rib and puts this uh, rib rubber boat, uh, you know, on the water. So it mm-hmm. means that uh, actually so. <laughs> That this is a sure sign that you will land. So yeah. I saw the strip and then people were applauding and I was told uh, just uh, try and push because it would save my time and I was trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so I saw the strip and uh, saw Tracy and my observer and uh, some from the pilot's crew were applauding. I didn't uh, have many people as crew actually. Tracy was my only crew and uh, Deidre Ward was uh, the only observer on my channel swim. And then everything disappeared. So what I saw, and I saw perfectly the cup grenade itself, the lighthouse, the yeah. shores, and then uh, everything just disappeared. From <laughs> oh my Nobody goodness. was taking the rib, so people stopped applauding, and we were just swimming further. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> and the oh, funny man. thing is that uh, when we were finishing, I wasn't sure that we were finishing, because uh, so I already missed one finish. Yeah, <laughs> but it was nice. It was warm. It was daylight. I said, "Okay, I can stick around for for a while <laughs> because I, I wasn't uh, exhausted." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was nice, and then Tracy got uh, into the water, and uh, also I didn't know why <laughs> she got into the water. Whether uh, you know everything is nice and uh, she's swimming with friends, or whether everything is bad and I miss the tide and it might take uh, hours and hours and she's right. in the water to support me so I was uh, just <laughs> not uh, making any illusions on that and then yeah. I saw Lance Orem the pilot uh, in the rib and he was uh, showing direction to the shore and uh, I started believing that uh, we are about to land yeah <laughs> that's how it was yeah so I was uh, finishing without uh, understanding that uh, this is a finish yeah so wow it was a channel swim I like how you talk about the not giving yourself any illusions because I think I do yeah. a lot of delusioning or illusioning while I'm swimming because you just start your mind just going, you know, so you're just like, oh, I'm, I must be really close. And so you have to keep kind of put, put that down and be like, nope, I'm just going to swim until they tell me to stop. And, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know why this person's swimming with me, but I'm just going to keep going. You just one arm in front of another. That takes a lot of mental control, I think, <laughs> to put those yeah, illusions so at bay. Yeah, well, it wasn't difficult during the English Channel swim. It was uh, like, I was told to think like that. I was trying mm-hmm. <laughs> to think like that. You kind of, I feel like too, you were, you had done so much big, so many big swims that year. You're kind of, you're mentally probably in this great space to be like, okay, do what I'm told, <laughs> you know, put your yeah, illusions yeah. at bay. So you were just kind of in this perfect space to... Just, get I was there. just uh, keeping asking, are we on track? <laughs> so meaning this is uh, a two marker boy. And then <laughs> so this question got into the observer's report and Tracy was laughing at me. And so I still missed the, you know, cup grenade. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so that was in September was right. Yes. Was 2019. Yes. And then what was the big, what was the, <laughs> what happened next? Did you, did you I know obviously the pandemic, um, but. <laughs> uh, I booked uh, Catalina Channel Swim for 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was booked for the end of July, 2020. Uh, I think uh, 29th, 30th, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that uh, actually uh, the big swim, so that would be my triple crown swim. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, uh, earlier than, for example, the English Channel, the highlight of 2019. So I should start the season earlier. Mm -hmm. I started pretty early. So I did Robben Island in uh, February 2020. So still, I went to the camp again, (laughs) like to Cape Town camp, uh, again with uh, Tracy Clark and Roger Finch and uh, some other amazing swimmers. Uh, So... Uh, so I did Robin Island, uh, and also um, 
I did another one in Africa. So I oh. saw some, somewhere on Facebook that so there's going to be a swim in Namibia. And mm-hmm. I saw the 25K, 24, 25K. It's called yeah. White House to White House. And I thought, okay, I'll book this one because it's like two hours flight. And if I go to Africa, that's fine. So probably let me see another country and, uh, you know, uh, try another swim. And it's a good distance, uh, 24, 25K for mm-hmm. start uh, on the season. And mm-hmm. also the water was like 16, 18, so also very nice. Yeah. So I did uh, that swim. Okay. And then I also was lucky enough uh, to get to the English Channel dinner in Dover. Okay, the, uh, wow. And then uh, everything got closed. <laughs> so it yeah. was March uh, 2020 and uh, I just got back home. And then so the borders were closed and uh, the, the lockdown happened. Yeah, yeah. How did the, how did you fare? I mean, yeah. How did the pandemic, how did it go there in Russia? How was it? How has it been for you? Um, yeah, so we didn't work. Uh, we had to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could go out, uh, for example, if uh, to, to walk a dog. And I was uh, fortunate to have a dog. And uh, <laughs> I found my dog a very nice company. Actually, for, during the lockdown, we had a lot of work. Uh, so really, uh, so we worked like everybody else uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, so much work that uh, I think at that time uh, we were lucky to have the Zoom calls or Teams or whatever, because otherwise, uh, you know, the strips and traffic jams uh, will not be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was doing uh, kind of trainings at home with my fitness coach. Uh, okay. She was... Uh, uh, doing me videos with different nice. you know devices and equipment to what I could mm-hmm. do so I bought all this equipment for home <laughs> so I yeah flat and uh, you I stepped up our, your dry land game <laughs> yeah and, uh, I did uh, that uh, and then uh, actually uh, the lockdown was eased and I uh, so the pools uh, were still closed uh, but uh, actually uh, I tried to do swims in the lakes or like in the river again mm-hmm. and my first swim of 2020 was uh, Lake Baikal okay. so I did it because I found it uh, interesting yeah. uh, so not very long distances so the longest one was uh, I think it was six six or six and a half uh, but somehow I managed to do like seven and a half uh, it was uh, 18 but it's uh, actually it was a beautiful swim uh, it was nice uh, I wasn't cold uh, and, wow. uh, I really enjoyed it it's again multi it was a multi-day swim fest uh, but, okay uh, six and a half uh, was the the longest distance and then there was uh, four and a half and two two k Okay. But still, it's uh, something, and they wanted to see uh, the Lake Baikal. That uh, you know, I've never seen it. And I thought, yeah. okay. How and long of a uh, trip is that for you from Moscow? Uh, so. It's a five-hour flight five to hour Irkutsk, flight. and then uh, about uh, two hours or three hours drive from wow. Irkutsk to that place uh, and where the swim fest took place. Because Baikal is a very big. It's like uh, 700 kilometers uh, yeah, long. It's a big, big lake for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lake. And remote. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end uh, of the year, uh, I had a chance uh, to, to do around Coronado swim with uh, Dan Simonelli. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it would be something nice to do, you know, a longish uh, swim. And uh, somehow uh, I did the trip to LA among the uh, probably hardest uh, travel restrictions in uh, in the states. Yeah. But somehow it worked out, and I did this swim, and I thought, okay, at least I will do something at the end of the year. And the Catalina mm-hmm. swim was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nobody yeah. was swimming Catalina. It was uh, postponed till this year. Right. Right. So that was my 2020. Yeah. Hmm. And then how did you, I know you finished Catalina just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, so three weeks. Yeah, three weeks yeah. ago. So how, what was your prep like for that this year? Uh, the same, actually. So I tried to repeat 2019 as much as, <laughs> as, much as know, you could. Yeah, in this new conditions. So, so the scar again, uh, actually four swims. Uh, so that was my early start of the season. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this year's car was kind of different because it was uh, cold and full of surprises. Yeah. And also the, probably people commented on how it was and I was uh, really lucky to finish all four legs nice. without much suffering. Mm-hmm. So it was slower than, uh, you know, in 2019, but uh, I said, okay. And then, so what else did I do? I did this. Uh, then I tried to, to do whatever swim I could. I did kind of a coldish swim uh, in Russia, in the Russian lake. It was like seven and a half, uh, but coldish. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 13, 14 degrees uh, Celsius. Um, and then cool. I did, um, what did I do? 10K. Just mm-hmm. uh, again next week, I did 10K. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, also... Um, in Russia, so in the city of Saratov, that's the city on the Volga River, but the swim was in another river, not in the Volga. Oh, okay. Very nice, warm, 10K. Uh, after that, uh, next week, I did 26K. So uh-huh. the swim uh, on three rivers. Uh, again, uh, so the, the final river was Volga, but it's uh, uh, cl- much closer to Moscow, just okay. driving distance. Mm-hmm. And after that, ah, then after that, I had the uh, Baikal relay. I don't know if you heard about that. That was a pretty, you know, tough and cold relay with the water temperatures that happened uh, to be much colder than it was expected. Yeah, I heard a little about it. Tell us, tell us um, how you yeah. found out about that. So that, that, that was a very interesting project uh, with swimmers from uh, eight countries. Uh, so Jamie Monaghan was uh, from the United States. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, you know, every swimmer was kind of renowned swimmer in the ice swimming or just marathon swimming. So there was Jamie. There was um, Adrian Sarchet. So he did uh, Ocean 7 by that time. Uh, Paul Kirina. So he's quite well-known ice swimmer. Mm-hmm. And also he swam in the Antarctica in the expedition, I believe, of 2018. Hassan Baraka from Morocco, he also is a, a well-known ice swimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve uh, Stevenar from France, he's just completed uh, 40 bridges. And yeah. he was, uh, yeah, uh, part of that relay too. Wow. Um, and then uh, there was uh, a Russian guy who was a backup. Mm-hmm. And he happened, uh, so he had a chance uh, to swim as well. And myself, uh, so I was invited uh, by the organizer because uh, this was the same organizer that did the previous uh, swim fest in mm-hmm. Baikal. I said uh, I had 7K and all that. Yeah. Uh, so the relay was supposed to be 120 kilometers uh, okay. crossing the lake of Baikal, which would be 60K. And then also 60K uh, along the Angara River. Mm-hmm. That starts, uh, it flows out of Baikal, so it doesn't uh, flow into Baikal because there are lots of rivers, more than 300 rivers flowing into Baikal, and only uh-huh. one river that flows out of Baikal. Huh. This is the Angara River. Okay. And so the plan was then to swim uh, from the spot, so across the Lake Baikal, and then swim um, from the start of the Angara River to Irkutsk, uh, so the main uh, city, <laughs> probably. Um, but uh, the water temperature, as I said, uh, happened to be much colder than it was uh, expected. Mm-hmm. So the expectations uh, were like uh, from 12 to 20. Okay. Celsius. Wow, okay. It's like 53. Yeah. So between 53 yeah. and like 68. Okay. And yes. how what? Yeah, so that, that was my first question. When I was, I was invited to join this relay as a representative of Russia, I yeah. asked about the temperature, and uh, I was told that this this is going to be from uh, twelve to twenty Celsius, and I thought, okay. okay, this I can do. Yeah. But it happened to be so the highest temperature during the whole swim was ten. Wow, 10 so fifty. Okay. Oh, yeah, and uh, the lowest was four. Wow. 43. 39. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is, uh, this was the range uh, of the temperatures uh, where I was swimming. And for me, it was uh, really, really scary because it's a relay and I was uh, very much afraid. So I have not much experience of uh, ice swimming. And my longest ice distance was uh, 200 meters Okay, <laughs> like three minutes and a half, and this is a relay. And uh, you know, everybody else is an experienced uh, ice swimmer, 
Mm-hmm. And when I just tested the water uh, at the start, so we had a training swim. I was really terrified. It was like five Celsius. Wow. Okay. And I thought, well, <laughs> I don't know how much. And so, but still, uh, somehow in the team, uh, so everybody swam, nobody canceled. Uh, so everybody was uh, doing his shift. Uh, so me too, <laughs> somehow mm-hmm. according to the protocol, I managed to swim uh, almost 9K uh, in the water from 10 to 4 in wow. my shifts. Uh-huh. Yeah, so starting from 10 uh, and then ending in 4. Wow. Yeah. So that was uh, 8,963 uh, 8, meters. According okay. To the protocol. <laughs> that's uh, what I did. But then uh, actually we didn't do the full distance uh, because uh, actually we were expected the temperature to rise uh, when we got into the Angara River because uh, actually the forecast uh, was that it will get warm till plus 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, like four degrees in a row. Oh, and then wow. we started swimming. So we started, so the few, uh, the few first swimmers started swimming when it was uh, like 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number was number six, I believe. And uh, so when I got, in, yeah, six, when I got into the water, it was 7.3. <laughs> so during my first shift, and then uh, I had a couple of warmer shifts, uh, which was about 10. But then, uh, so the temperature was constantly around four degrees and it didn't get any warmer. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, so then uh, fortunately we crossed Baikal and uh, now this is the coldest crossing of Baikal. So we did 60K and we were lucky that uh, actually the water was very calm. So like like a glass. So lots of beautiful pictures, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. of this uh, crystal clear Baikal water. But uh, and then we saw that actually the hardest part is done. But no. Yeah. (laughs) the water was about uh, four degrees. Then there was a fog. Oh. And actually, it was uh, also kind of dangerous to swim in the fog because they couldn't see the main ship, or the main yeah. boat where all the swimmers were. Right. Uh, so then we had to stop. So the big boat uh, threw an anchor. So we had to wait for the fog to clear. And then uh, also we had very short shifts, so like five-minute shifts. Uh, during this uh, four degree water and mm-hmm. it was numerous shifts and uh, there was no time you know to rest mm-hmm. to dry to and rewa- you know, this, rewarm so, right? actually we had a sauna on the ship which was, okay uh, that's good <laughs> but the sauna so when you start with uh, like 20 minute shifts uh, you have the sauna to yourself you can do just dry, warm up, change, uh, you know. Yeah. And then when it's five minute shifts, uh, there, were, <laughs> there was kind of a traffic jam in the sauna <laughs> because everybody wanted, you know, uh, to get warm. Yeah. And then uh, also we had uh, accompanying boats uh, from the Ministry of the Emergency Situations. And there mm-hmm. was a borderline between two regions. And one boat belonging to one region said that uh, actually they cannot be with us uh, anymore because uh, their shift uh, ended. No, oh, no. And, uh, it's not uh, allowed, uh, you know, to swim without uh, those accompanying boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And then uh, the boat started moving uh, to take us, uh, you know, to another region so that we could get uh, this uh, escort uh, from another region. Mm-hmm. But then also these uh, five-minute shifts were going on and on. And uh, actually, uh, we were very, very much behind the schedule. And then when the boat started moving, you also, you know, lose, uh, you know, the... The, the proper swim, so to say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not, it's not a stage stop. swim. Yes, yeah. it's, it's kind of a stage swim, but then yeah. uh, we didn't want, uh, you know, to go on uh, because it wasn't safe. Uh, so the support, so the people who are supporting us, uh, they got tired and uh, actually uh, we were facing another night uh, on the water and uh, mm-hmm. the, the water wasn't uh, <laughs> becoming any warm. And then yeah. we decided that we actually stopped the swim for safety reasons and uh, actually there was uh, not much point after the ball started moving yeah. and so we covered uh, 72k 
But uh, the water was so cold, so for eight people, this is uh, probably still a record and uh, a great adventure. Yeah, yeah, great adventure for sure, for sure. Wow. Yeah. So that was um, your warm up to 2021 or yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> after Scar. It was a week, uh, so a week later when I came from Baikal, I went to LA to swim Catalina. And how was Catalina? <laughs> uh, that was my toughest swim. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that tough because uh, from what I heard from other people, it's uh, kind of easier than the English Channel. And uh, you talk to. Well, <laughs> that's what I heard. Right. Uh, so as I said, that my English channel was, uh, you know, okay. So I didn't suffer during my channel swim. So my time was okay. So uh, I did it in uh, 13 hours and 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. So and, uh, if uh, Catalina is a bit shorter, so I hoped uh, it would be, uh, you know, a bit, uh, you know, <laughs> shorter than the 14 hours. So, but still, uh, I thought that uh, probably my shape is not that good as it was in 2019. 2019, yeah, that was a big year. About uh, 15 hours, uh, mm-hmm. okay. And unfortunately, I had uh, food supplies for 20 hours and mm-hmm. plan for 20 hours for this uh, food plan. That because, uh, you know, uh, I probably, I was <laughs> so unlucky if uh, myself so with the conditions that I got everything on my swim. Uh, so I had to swim against the current uh, all my swim. Uh, so I had a temperature drop at the end of the swim, uh, substantial temperature drop. Um, I had drop, I had wind, so I damaged my shoulder. Oh, no. Like, Two hours, uh, so in the first two and a half hours, and uh, my swim lasted uh, 19 hours and 40 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was uh, epic. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I really admire my support team uh, because I'm still wondering so how I managed to complete uh, myself uh, and also for the crew, for the boat crew and the observers that uh, actually they really let me complete this mm, But yeah. uh, everything was organized, so the safety and the support so that I really could complete the swim. And that. I'm very grateful to all people who were on the boat that uh, actually this... Uh, the swim was completed and uh, I made my triple crown. Awesome. Yeah, congratulations. That's yes, a... thank you. But it was uh, the most difficult swim. The hard earned, a hard earned triple yeah. crown. <laughs> yes. And then what one is, so there were dolphins, but uh, I couldn't see the dolphins because oh. of the waves. <laughs> I saw them, them on video. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have a dolphin's video. So uh, the guys from my crew uh, made me a video. I was talked uh, once uh, for the first, how to say, portion of dolphins. Mm. And then uh, also I looked uh, at my videos and probably uh, I didn't realize that there were dolphins the second time close oh. to the uh, Nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that I will not uh, pay attention to, to dolphins and then you know that, that that's how it was so i didn't notice uh, you know the dolphins uh, anything and uh, normally uh, i don't suffer during my swims i swim at a comfortable pace and uh, you know i didn't i had no experience of swimming in such hard drop uh, or against the current or fighting the current i don't know actually what kind of current it was whether mm-hmm. it was lateral or just uh, how to say reverse cut mm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah Interesting. When, uh, and uh, i wasn't asking again uh, how much is left but uh, you know i could tell by the kayaker shifts mm, so it's yeah, like right. three yeah, hours can... <laughs> four hours so i could uh, add it up mm-hmm. and one uh, so 15 hours later there was another shift of kayakers and, yeah uh, i was seeing the the shore I thought, okay, probably it's time to ask uh, because uh, it cannot last that long and probably we're about to finish. Uh, you know, sometimes you just see the shore and uh, it seems to be far, but then it appears to be near. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, so probably uh, like a mile or even less. And then uh, the kayaker told me four miles. <laughs> And for me, it's like more than 6K, and I was so surprised because I've already been swimming for 15 hours. Yeah. And then I started to do mental calculations about my speed. So 
and I couldn't understand why is it so slow. Mm-hmm. I, I still, uh, yeah, I couldn't use my right arm, you know, <laughs> to the full extent because oh, I had no. pain in the shoulder, but I thought it, it could not be that bad. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so an hour and a half later, so again, the kayaker told me, we are just under three miles. And then I was uh, thinking, like, uh, I made a mile in an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like I couldn't believe it. And eventually, when we finished, when we got uh, to the boat, and uh, I got warm, and I saw the the captain, <laughs> and the question I said, "Why? <laughs> Why was it so long? So what was happening?" And then he said that uh, I was fighting the current all the time, and then so the chalk I could feel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it wow. was. Uh, yeah. And uh, just shortly uh, before that, uh, I think uh, Joe's Midas did a double, and it was oh. 24 hours. And mine <laughs> yeah. was 19 hours and uh, 40 minutes. So almost. Those currents, man, they can yeah. really mess with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. But then uh, when uh, I was told uh, about the current, I thought, okay, <laughs> it's yeah. not uh, just me. It's, yeah, um, well, it sounds like your shoulder, there's a lot of things working against you, too. <laughs> the, yeah, your shoulder's so hurting, you can't pull as hard. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you it did it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> That's the main thing. And uh, again, I'm very, very thankful to all my big crew. At that time, I had, uh, fortunately, probably, I had a very big crew, at least, you know, they had a chance uh, to take uh, rest. Because yeah. otherwise, they would be exhausted after this. Uh, yeah. Launch. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself from mar- marathon swimming? Uh, well, from that <laughs> swimming. Well, from, well, from was, all, yeah, I guess, yeah, was, from all of them. <laughs> uh, the learning specifically from that swim, uh, where that uh, I probably could do much more than I thought I could. Mm-hmm. Because uh, actually, I wasn't uh, thinking of myself as a person of uh, strong will so to say. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like uh, comfort and, uh, you know, all my preparation, uh, actually, I'm trying to prepare myself in a way that uh, I could feel uh, comfortable during my swim. Mm-hmm. And I do some exercises and I work at swimming techniques so that uh, I could feel, uh, okay, so of course it's a long swim and you get tired, but, you mm-hmm. know, you don't suffer. Right. Uh, this was an exception, but uh, I wanted triple crown so much. <laughs> and for me, it was a chance uh, to do the first Russian triple crown. That's great. Uh, yeah, and uh, I thought that, uh, you know, probably I could try more. And then, uh, yeah, so I did. And, uh, well, actually, what uh, Madison swimming uh, swims uh, uh, have taught me, uh, actually, a kind of patience. And now I can easily take a very long flight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So yeah, the flight delay is uh, twelve hours, uh, so yeah. I'm very happy on the flight. Uh, just you sit there, you watch the movies uh, because you <laughs> that actually uh, I did swims that are much longer, and here I'm sitting uh, <laughs> with the food and you know entertainment, and this is nice and uh, it's okay. Something like that. Uh, it's nice uh, to trace uh, the progress. Mm-hmm. So in uh, all sorts of directions, like uh, cold water or the distance. Yeah, uh, I don't use speed as an indication of a progress uh, because right. you never know. And uh, exactly. I try to avoid anything that you know gives me pressure and speed. So if uh, I was just uh, following how I'm improving on the speed, probably it won't be much, and uh, you know might be frustrating. So I never race. I swim with the uh, speed I feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> except the last one. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel okay during the swim. And uh, also, I was surprised that uh, actually uh, one of the um, probably main motivating points uh, of this uh, open water swimming and community is meeting people. Because Mm -hmm. I never thought of myself as a people's person. I'm introvert, uh, but here actually I'm really surprised. So that was my surprise in Morocco. And, uh, you know, I really like meeting people. 
Yeah. So I like the swimming community. I never thought uh, I would like, you know, to be among people. And uh, but uh, this is uh, such nice community of people that uh, meeting uh, new people and nice people, you know, is uh, also very motivating. Yeah. So that's uh, that's probably it. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, the connection I think is unparalleled. Yes. Like it's, and it's. I feel like that it's a little bit deeper kind of more meaningful connection because we all like doing things like <laughs> like either sitting on a boat watching someone swim or swimming or yeah. you know like it's a just it's um yeah it's a it's a it's a beautiful connection that we that we make as marathon swimmers I, I love it and it's uh, also a very helpful community so to say and uh, what I found out that if you come to a place and you find you know swimmers you can just come and join and you know yeah yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah. yeah, where can we where can we look for you in the coming months and years? Where are you going to be next? <laughs> I don't know actually. So the only uh, swim that is booked uh, is this Gibraltar. <laughs> so which mm. will be moved? Uh, I don't know. Probably for next year. So it won't happen this year for sure. I haven't uh, booked uh, anything else uh, because now I have you know to treat my shoulder injury. Yeah, and then uh, I'll see how I'm doing, and then uh, probably uh, book something. But uh, here <laughs> I would go slow because uh, I'm still doing the treatment, and I uh, still have a lot of limitations. Yeah, yeah, I still wear <laughs> sling. Yeah. And, uh, oh wow. Yeah. But, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I hope you know it will recover because it looks like uh, the damage is not so big as uh, originally uh, everyone thought it is. Wow. Hopefully. Well, let's see. And then yeah. I'll decide where I move uh, from here. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of that shoulder injury. Do your exercises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us about your, um, you were telling me before we started recording about the background. Tell us where that is, that beautiful view. Ah, that's marvelous. Uh, so um, it, uh, I was there in uh, November last year. Mm-hmm. Visiting one of my swimming friends, uh, Emre. So uh, he owns a hotel in Marmaris, uh, and it's a beautiful place. Uh, Emre is a channel swimmer, so he swam the English Channel himself, and we met in the camp of uh, in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So we swam Robben Island uh, together. And then uh, it was a nice chance uh, to go there and swim in beautiful locations. Uh, mm-hmm. and so this is a very beautiful part of uh, Turkey. Turkey. So I haven't been to, to this part. Very, very beautiful. So the nature is beautiful. Uh, and uh, actually the food is nice. Uh, the water was uh, warm. Uh, so it was November, but it was about uh, 23 Celsius. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, and that's uh, one of the illustrations that actually you meet someone and, uh, you know, you can even visit people. Exactly. Yeah, that's my my fantasy. Someday I'm going to meet, go visit every single person I've talked to with Marathon Swim Stories. It'll be a big world tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Natalia. It's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I like sharing my stories and my experience. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.